You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream. This is AfterBuzz TV for the League. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip about the League. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424 256 1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's After Buzz TV for the lead. What's up? What's up? Hello, folks. Uh, this is John Barrett. And Phil Sweetak. Coming to you from Studio B on Burbank in Encino, California. Damn right. How's life out there, listeners? Good? Good. Glad to hear it. And uh, I hope your guys' uh, fantasy is going well. Yeah, I hope your yeah. I hope you guys drafted better than everyone on the league did. Cause uh, <laughs> man, yes. auto draft that sucks. Uh, first off, uh, John, have you ever seen the league before? I actually have not. This was I, my first experience with the league. Uh, mine too, and I know I got you into it because uh, someone told me, hey, it's a funny show, and, you know, it being a sitcom, I didn't feel it was necessary to have to catch up. Yeah. And so I said the same to you, um, and uh, I think it, that holds true. Yeah, I definitely, I didn't feel like I was missing anything about the characters. Not to say that the characters are, like, one-dimensional or anything, but, like, you sort of pick up, the relationships are clear enough right away, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I didn't have any trouble getting into it, that's for sure. I'm also, I mean, I don't do fantasy football, but I ha I do do fantasy baseball, so I'm a little bit in this world. I understand this world. I am so, I was once in a fantasy league, mm -hmm. and uh, it just did not go well. Football? It was, yeah, yeah, it was football. What was, um, what was, what, when was it? It was, it was I think it was three years ago. Whose and defense did you have? I don't even know. <laughs> I didn't even know how it worked. Uh, and 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 right from the draft, I was just like, oh, my team sucks. I'm over this. Yeah. Oh, you know what I used to do? I used to do um, fantasy um, soccer leagues. You know, like okay, like the, uh, the the English Premier League and all that. How does that work? What kind of stats did you have to follow? Goals, assists, um, clean sheets, things like that. Okay. So, so I mean, there's any sport you can name. I'm sure there's a fantasy league. Yeah, that's true. There's fantasy hockey, which I can't even begin to fathom. <laughs> um, but anyway, in tonight's episode of The League, we start off, I guess, where last season ended, um, in that Nick Kroll's character, Ruxin, is the victor of last season. Shiva Bull. Yeah, and he is being a total prick about it. By the way, it was, um, it was quite interesting. Uh, for me, I didn't know how to compare it to other season... Uh, premieres of this show. Mm -hmm. um, at first, I thought it was a little strange. I was like, okay, what? what is this show? What am I getting into? Because mm -hmm. uh, right on the kind of computer screen, it just seemed slightly cheesy. Right. Um, but it definitely won me over 
within the next few minutes. Yeah, well, I mean, that's also that's like a classic football reference. You know, mm-hmm. the the Super Bowl shuffle from 1985, mm-hmm. the 85 Bears. If you're not a sports history nerd, I'm not. That's not going to really resonate with you. I mean, that's like I feel like this is a show designed for people slightly older than us who probably grew up a little well, like I'll tell you um you know I definitely want to speak to this more in kind of the special segment but I'll intersperse bits of it throughout um the Je- Jeff Schaefer who mm-hmm. who writes for the show and directed this episode he he writes for Curb Your Enthusiasm okay. he's one of the head writers and so I you know it's kind of that curb audience I feel so okay so people who are what like late 30s or yeah about uh, like 15 years older than us yeah, and, and old enough to kind of get the irony, or not, I guess kind of get the irony, because, I mean, you, you look at this, and you kind of see your life, you know, right. you, you your dreams didn't get accomplished the way you, you wanted them to go, and so all you have kind of left in this world is, you know, the joy of fantasy football leagues, mm-hmm. and the passion that you put into that. So this is people who were probably in their... I would say thirties. I th- I think at thirty you kind of just hit that point where you're like, well, you know what? I mean, it, I'm no longer young. I'm still I can st- still switch careers and things like that. But at this point, it's very hard to say, oh, uh, you know, I want to be an actor or I, I, whatever it is you wanted to have done. Mm-hmm. It's a little. It's starting to get a little bit too late. Right. So. People who were seven or eight in 1985 is basically what I'm trying to get at. Okay. So people who grew up with the Super Bowl shuffle, 85 Bears. I'm glad you know that. Is what I'm getting at. But anyway, um, uh, where was I going with that? I have no I idea. I forget. You were just saying. I liked, oh, I was just uh, explaining that joke to you. That's right. That's what You're... was up. <laughs> okay. Joke explained. Um, so here's a funny thing. The concept of the wife trading the husband, mm-hmm. not that ridiculous to me. I've seen it, uh, before and that's not to say it's unoriginal. No, 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 no. I like and it. I, I like but... the originality with which these guys approached it. For sure. For true. <laughs> and I, I didn't quite get that actually. Um, you know, maybe I looked down or something as, as I was taking notes, but, um, it wasn't until his friend brought it up. Hey, I noticed you. I noticed, uh, I knew when they were doing the lottery picks that she, something was up when she scratched his ear, but I did not know when from the scene when they're in the kitchen. Mm. So. Yeah, I didn't pick it up either. But it made sense to me when they sort of made that observation. The I pen also, clicking, is that a good strategy? Uh, I mean, it's like the sort of Pavlovian response thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like I tried that on Graybo once at one point. Graybo being our college friend. Our former, yeah. Did we both? Yeah, we both roomed with him. No, you never. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were I, roommates. I roomed with him. With him yeah. yeah. So we were both roommates with him at one point in college. I've lived uh, around the corner from the guy since I was six. Uh, and I think you probably tried to train him somehow. I think I got him to. I trained him. Um, you know, if if the way to train anyone is to treat him like a dog, I think I certainly did that because I gave him a common enemy with a cat. Mm, that's true. So I had him trained pretty well by the end. I tried the high high motizing him <laughs> method, insofar as he got high a lot. Ah, well, there you go. Um, but I like that concept. Um, 
of training their friend, their mutual friend. Yeah. Because there's definitely a friend in every friend group that is that guy. It's like, oh, you're training him too? Awesome. And that's, I mean, you know, that's what really made the show for me is they, they really know this kind of world mm-hmm. of the fantasy football league. Yeah. And, and yes, and groups of idiot friends. <laughs> yes, I mean honestly, I I think you know we we're hinting at it now, but y- you could replace any of these characters with us, you know. Yeah, at least you th- I mean, so it'd be reasonably similar. Yeah, because we're both idiots. <laughs> we are uh, the the things we've done in our lives. Yeah, real real grade A idiots. Um, and the asshole. You always have that asshole in the one group who's like the winner, mm-hmm. and you're just like, get the hell out of here, yeah. guy. Yeah. No one uh, actually likes you. Do you realize no yeah, one yeah. likes you? And of course, that's the guy who wins the fantasy league the year before. Uh, I also love all the bizarre punishments they keep coming up with for um, Andre, the gentleman who lost. Yeah. The year prior, because that's definitely that's definitely how. I mean, the fantasy baseball league I'm in is made up of um, my cousin and his friends. Mm-hmm. We're all back east, so we don't have this, like, punish the loser thing. But if I were in a fantasy league with my friends out here, it would definitely be a punish the loser league. Well, you know, you know what's interesting? There's, like, literally, um, for guys at least, there's kind of something, like, let's say, um, I forget how it was explained to me, but if there's a... It can't just be like a winner. Mm-hmm. There needs to be a loser. Right. So, and um, there's just something within guys that just needs that satisfaction. Um, of picking on someone who is lower than you. Exactly. Yes. And so this is the perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. So, again, um, very much in tune. I'll, I'll, um, I heard – okay, this, this, is, this is something that I'm actually stealing from somebody else. So um, I'll try to find the clip. Of where I got this, because obviously they can articulate it way better than me. Mm. So, mm. I'll get back yeah. to you on that, folks. Um, and I love the ultimate punishment of finding some greasy porno dudes to uh, make a porno in their friend's basement or apartment, studio, loft. I forget what kind of apartment it was. Anyway, um, I also love the introduction of Jason Mason. Blah blah blah. blah, blah. Is I forget what his actual name is. Um, Seth Rogen? Not Seth Rogen, the other gentleman. Um, when he know. comes down and, guess who's day drunk? Get ready to see my dick. Yes. That's a great way to introduce yourself. I frequently introduce myself that way. This is the word. Yes. Okay, hold on. Let me. Uh, let me look at that. What are you looking up? I'm trying to IMDb this as we go. That gentleman. Meanwhile, Giannis. he also plays. Um, he also plays Dennis Feinstein on uh, Parks what, and Recreation. Uh, what was his uh, What was his character name? I forget. So you should probably look up Jason Feinstein from Parks and Recreation. All right, I will look up Jason Parks and Recreation. All right, uh, you keep going on. Um, the listeners don't need me play I mean, by play of the. Uh, yeah. What? I'm saying they don't need a play by play of me looking up on IMDb. Or is it Kevin Feinstein? It's something Feinstein. Okay. I forget. His, I forget. Okay. I forget. Just look up perfume guy, Parks and Recreation. Dennis Feinstein. Dennis Feinstein. Sorry. Sorry. All right. Um, okay. Uh, Dennis. 
No results for Parks and Recreation for Dennis. Dennis Feinstein. Dennis spelled how? How did you spell it? Like Dennis the Menace spelling. D-E-N-N? Yes. Then try it with one N. Also, Feinstein. Okay, we have a Denise. Okay, that's not... No, there's a Dennis Feinstein. (sighs) Whatever. I'll pull out my phone and look it up and beat you. All right, well, um, anyway, obviously build into this, uh, this, this premiere with Seth Rogen and... Seth Rogen. You know what, I'm not... No directing ways. Here's my thoughts on Seth Rogen. I don't think he's a great leading man. No. I've never liked him when he's, you know, done his thing, because he always kind of comes off as a stoner loser, and that's his persona, and no matter what he does. And I don't like it. I like it as an ancillary character, but not as the main. And, uh... In tonight's episode, I liked them a lot, especially what they gave him to work with. Yeah, I like that character. I like Dirty Randy. <laughs> I like Dirty Randy as a name of a librarian slash porno guy. And I like his story of uh, claim to fame. <laughs> He's a homeless man. What was it? He was a homeless man. He was a homeless man to a librarian, or er, homeless man to a prostitute or something like that, to a porno PA to a director, no, something uh, like that. A location scout. That's porno it. location scout to director. That's right. And for those of you who don't know what a po- uh, porno location scout does, check out Piranha 3D. Is there a porno location scout in Piranha 3D? The 17-year-old, that's the, kind of the premise, the 17-year-old kid gets recruited because he's a, you know, I forget what he what, what the name is given to him, but it's basically like a Joe Francis type character mm-hmm. who gives him the job of, uh, you know, scouting locations for his porn mm. or Girls Gone Wild shoot. Right. Will. So, great movie, by yeah, the way. I heard it's really, really awesome. It really is. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't think you're going to be, are you finding this thing on IMDb? Yes, I did. Okay. Done and done. Well, what do we got? Jason... Man, Jason Mansukis. Jason Mansukis. There you go. You heard it first. There it is. We know. We know. Uh, Although he is not yet credited for his appearance on this show. Oh, yes, he is. Never mind. Speaking of, uh, just as a side thing, like IMDb is kind of weird. For those of you who don't know, mm-hmm. it's like the ultimate kind of resume in the film business, mm-hmm. but at the same time, the way it's upkept. It's so poorly done. It's almost like Wikipedia. Like, uh, no, no, don't compare it to Wikipedia. Well, that Wikipedia you can like, actually, update it yourself. Yeah, but it, but it never like actually works. Mm. I literally, there's like for my name, there's four Phil Svitex, and uh-huh. I, I'm like, hey, it's all me. It's the same credit. Can we just consolidate it to one? Oh, I got all of my stuff consolidated to one. Yeah, they suck at that. But anyway, I don't want to bore you guys. Um. There's like 5,000 John Barretts, so I go by John Dugan Barrett on the IMDb's. There you go. Check John Dugan Barrett out. Now, That's right. You can see all three of my credits. John, how important um, is it fully? Because uh, cause when I did fantasy soccer, mm-hmm. um, I forget how it worked, but you kind of just got to pick. You know what I mean? Mm. You picked whoever you really wanted, I think. And you had here's how it worked. You had a certain amount of buy-in credits. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, each player was worth, like, points. And so you were capped off at, let's say, 500, right? And right. the better players, they they cost a lot more than the worst players. And so you would have to create a team of 11 
based off of your cap number. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for you and your experience, that's not how my I had a snake league, a uh, snake draft, okay. which means that um, you just had a list of players you could choose from, and then um, it would go. You would you, everyone had to pick one through ten, so it would go one through ten, then it would go ten through one, then mm-hmm. one through ten again. Um, now but, what? Yeah, what's more fun? I mean, I I guess the reason why. The, the league that I was in worked the way it did was because um, it was all international. It was fans that didn't know each other. You know, it wasn't like you and me and whoever. Uh-huh. It was, you know, um, you could join the league from anywhere. So I, I could be going up a Japanese kid, a kid from England, mm-hmm. uh, a kid from Kuwait, Guam, Brazil, Argentina, whatever it may be. Um, and so that made it more exciting. And so obviously, you know, everyone's going to want to pick in the soccer world. Uh, the equivalent of, let's say, like a Tom Brady. Mm. You know what I mean? Or whatever. I don't mm. know who you guys' favorite is. But, you know. And that well, made it kind of fun, you know, because it was, it was people you didn't know that you were going up against. Well, I mean, for me, or for me, having played mostly fantasy baseball, um, you don't, it's not like in, in fantasy football, you make your team and then two teams go against each other, so the stats are compared, and then it's like a wins-losses. Yeah. At the end of the season, um, the league I was in was a rotisserie league, uh, five by five, which meant that at the end of the season, it was just compare your total stats were compared, not mm-hmm. not each game you would get a win or a loss. Yeah. So, um, because then there's like no point in having pitchers or whatever, because what's the point if it's just all offensive stats? Um, and that's fantasy baseball works a lot differently than fantasy football or I guess fantasy soccer. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, uh, all these kind of cultures. Yeah. Well, fantasy football. One of the the biggest difference between fantasy football and like fantasy baseball, for instance, is that um, defensive stats count mm-hmm. in football, but in most leagues, you just choose one team's whole defense. Mm-hmm. Or you two teams hold defense, and you start one or the other, and then you pick like entirely piecemeal offenses. Yeah. Um. Which is different, like baseball, because because fantasy baseball is based mostly on offensive stats. You don't do that. I mean, soccer was kind of the same way, whereas you know, obviously goals were worth a lot, but any time you know uh, the team got a clean sheet, um, it still counted. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you still had to pick a defensive line mm. or whatever. But you obviously, you know, you, you tried to spend your sort of cap number towards the offensive players and for defense, it was just like, oh, whatever. Mm. So, nonetheless, uh, definitely, I mean, uh, you know, they certainly captured reality in yeah. the sense that a, the draft lottery is important and certainly the lottery day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The importance of a draft day is uh, impossible to undervalue. It is. Um, I remember my draft day. Like half of the people in my draft in my league opted to do auto draft. Did they? Yeah. Why is that? Because it was like at a weird time. It was like 9 p.m. Eastern time. Mm-hmm. Like I got in with seconds to spare to go and do um to go and do my draft because I was, you know, doing stuff that day. Um, but I picked every pick. Like, I didn't auto-pick anything. Because mm-hmm. um, that's 
a little bit more risky in baseball. Auto pick? Yeah. Pick, letting yeah. the auto draft work. Because that, then what happens is until you fill all of your, until you've like completely filled a certain slot in your roster. Yeah. Because like, I, I mean, in baseball, what I, in my league in baseball, you had a slot for a first baseman, a second baseman, um, a third baseman, shortstop, then uh, first base, third base, like one first base, third base player, one shortstop, second base player, you, you know, like one corner infielder, one middle infielder, yeah. a catcher, um, five outfielders, three bench players, and then a nine um, nine pitcher rotation, mm-hmm. uh, including, you know, whatever amount of starters and relief pitchers you wanted. And so what would happen is um, it would just automatically pick the highest ranked player for whichever one of those uh, places you need filled. All right. Which is a really bad move because that's just that's that's based purely on stats, like in as opposed to injury stuff and like yeah likelihood of getting traded and how much they're at, how much playing time they're actually gonna see. Yeah. You know. Right on. Which I get it. I get it. Um, so for me, I, I really liked how the obviously this episode just escalated to a climax. Yeah, they really, if you really will. like upping the stakes. They were really good at that. Yeah. Um, especially <laughs> climax. There's a porno. Yes. Yes. We're big on puns. Um, I love that they f- <laughs> they made a porno called Shitler's List. And that was in black and white, which was controversial. But his defense of it was the cum was so white <laughs> and the cocks were so black. That's just a great description. Oh, that was so great. And better yet, I loved how um, how they knew Sands of Passion. Yeah. yeah. And that's what, that's what made him really kind of do this. Ugh. 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 And just, the, the idea that their buddy is the guy from SEAL Team 6 who killed Osama bin Laden. Yeah, just really great characterizations. Yeah, you know? really great, weird, horrible choices. And, I mean, the Sands of Persia actor, him, like the, the character within the mm, actual show, right. Sands of Persia. Oh, my God. I'm a rapping Bring, cowboy. I'm an American rapper slash cowboy slash cautionary tale. Oh man. Yeah. Quite good. Quite good. Yeah. Real. And they certainly captured the uh, the porno aspect. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. I I mean I don't know. I've never shot a porno. I don't either. But uh. I love that know, they it, have a donkey slave PA hot chick hot, hot chick. chick. And then Dr. Andre Nodick. Yes, indeed. Who's home from uh, from long day's work of shitty surgery. Or what did he say? He's like, after a long... It's been a long day of being a shitty... Or of shitty doctoring. <laughs> oh, my God. Very funny. Uh, you can fill my slots, I think is what she said. <laughs> yes. Uh, that was such a gross-looking porn. Aren't they all? Yeah, that's a good point. I just love them sitting at Video Village. Also, they had two monitors up. I don't know if you noticed this. They had two and monitors up. One camera. one camera. Maybe um, they have one on tripod? Probably. You know what? You're right. 
you know, we're kind of high grade. Yeah, yeah, and I like that. Uh, that uh, Rafi was was being a good script supervisor right there and telling telling Seth Rogen what coverage he needed of this. Yeah, just the generic. Oh, you need a master. You shot. need a reverse master. You need a reverse master and a close up of his butthole. <laughs> yep. Which I mean, that's what you need in a porno. Reverse master, butthole shot. That's right. And that's really all the coverage you need. Just a master, a reverse master, butthole. I mean, I feel like you can get really creative if you really wanted to. Yeah, but I'm, you know, not to put too many cards on the table, but I feel like porno directors really love going for close-ups that they don't need to go for. Uh, That's true. That's true. You know what I mean? And it, here's, I will say this. It's a pet peeve of mine when that happens, when you're, like, too close up, and you're like, mm. you know what? I'm trying to imagine that I'm humping a woman. Right. And this right Right, I don't want to, I don't need to see some dude's balls slapping. Yeah, it's just like, okay, let me imagine, let me put myself in his position, if right. you will. Right, I'd, I'd like to see as little of this man as possible. That's right. You know? So, that's... Where, where are your heads at, porno that, directors? That's more than you really needed to know. Mm. But hey... You're all welcome. <laughs> the audience thought that one was really funny. Yes. Also, I love that porno crafty is the best crafty. Why? Because he was eating a Cheeto? He was eating that? a carrot, and then he said, porno crafty is the best. Oh, I thought he was, um, what are, uh, what are those things, the uh, puff checks or whatever? Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure it was a carrot. Okay. All right. Well, I guess carrots are good. Yeah. Better than the crafty I'm used to. Which is? Which is like a thing of red vines and okay. shitty Costco like donuts. Oh, that's cool too. And horrible, horrible, horrible coffee that I drink five cups of a day yeah, at you least. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Anyway, what do you say we go to a commercial? Let's go to commercial. All right, let's do that. Want to find out what the after buzz is about? Janice is a drama queen. This yes. is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. It's television, and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's Shakespearean. You never know what goes on behind closed doors. Find out why After Buzz TV is the number one source for after show content. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy... Nucky is a villain. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Your husband or your best friend? <laughs> the wig! The wig will come out. That wig. When the TV show is over, get your after buzz on. All right, welcome, welcome. Um, so, John, do you know why I got you into this show? Because it's awesome. It is quite awesome. It is. And uh, here's the very kind of cool part, how I got into the show before I even knew that it was a cool show. It was um, it's shot by our friends, or at least mine, Jeff and Jackie Schaefer. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, obviously they're a couple. Very cool people. And um, they pretty much do it themselves. Well, that's awesome. And uh, you know what? If uh, We watched on the big screen here. And, uh, you know, the look of it is very kind of video. Mm-hmm. But shot... Uh, they get great coverage, I believe. Yeah. And uh, I, I just like how they keep it, I mean, pretty much literally, Jeff and Jackie write all the episodes. 
and he's the head writer for Curb Your Enthusiasm, mm-hmm. as well as he writes for a lot of the uh, Borat movies, or okay. like you know uh, Sasha Cohen Baron. Right, 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 right. And um, I forget what other thing he's involved with, but he, he's just like I mean you know you want to talk about a true true writer, he is a true true writer. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know uh, for those of you who didn't catch the credits, he directed this episode, and yep. I'm pretty sure he directs most of them. And, you know, she kind of is the more producer side of things. Mm. Um, and so I was just really inspired by that. And a lot of the kind of jokes and, and the way, you know, what helps them writing-wise is um, obviously these guys are all improv. Mm-hmm. And so they help write the scripts too. Yeah, that's what, and I heard that um, everyone that uh, Paul Schaefer and Nick Kroll write some of the episodes every once in a while too. I'm sure. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I'm sure Seth Rogen, when he came in for his role, he, right. he added a lot to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm I sure. think I think it's kind of more where everyone just kind of outlines what the episode will be, mm-hmm. and they just fill it with their own dialogue. Because these characters know what how they would react to certain situations. Right. So. These characters feel very, very natural and very, yeah. you know. I mean, it's it, it feels like a bunch of people who are in a fantasy league with each other. Exactly. You know, it feels very, very, very real. It does. And so, um, you know, the great news is it is, you know, it's true inspiration story of how it's you and your friends just really making a TV show. Mm-hmm. You know, so I definitely like that because it's very, it's very inspirational. It, And there's other shows that kind of do it, like Louie, you know, he directs, mm-hmm. writes, and edits his own shows. Yeah. Uh, John Benjamin has a van. Mm-hmm. That's another show um, pretty much done in the same way as Louie. Um. But I like this one because uh, it goes broader than those two shows. Mm-hmm. So, truth, truth, respect. That's right. Um, and so, in that, there, friends of AfterBuzz TV, we do want to get them here mm-hmm. um, to speak about it, and they're they're in full support of us doing this. Terrific. And uh, you know what? It might be fun to get some fantasy football leaguers as well. Yeah, we should. I should talk to my peeps. Talk to your peeps. I know plenty of fantasy football people. That's right. We, we should get some of those. But, John, you ready for some predictions? I am. All right. Let's Here's do that. Let's cue the... Yeah. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. John, what is that instrument? It's called a theremin. And how would you... Where does one buy a theremin? I'm not really sure. Probably, like, the electronics section of... The John Lovitz Sam Comedy Ash Club? or something? Oh, maybe. Maybe you buy one at the John Lovitz Comedy Club. Well, this Sunday, Breaking Bad, season finale. There. Yes. So if you're in the L.A. area, AfterBuzz TV is doing a live viewing party and then hosting the Breaking Bad After Show live from the John Lovitz Comedy Club. Go. The cast and actually a lot of the crew will be there, and uh, we're hoping to invite some celebrities who watch Breaking Bad. Um, so if... So we definitely have the cast of the show there. We're working on some big celebrities to try to get there. Um, and regardless, it'll be a fun night. And the point is, you may not be a Breaking Bad fan, but come support AfterBuzz, and the, you know uh, that'll really put us on the map. And then, you know, ho- we'll do more of those. And who knows? Why don't we should do the league from the John Lovitz comedy? Yeah, so, do it. John, uh, you are just terrible with the mic. Sorry, I hate these mics. I hate these face mics. These Burger King headsets. You know what? As I we s- call them in the business. All right. I saw Contagion. Oh, what, 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 Contagion? Yeah, that's it. 
And uh, there's a statistic that people touch their face 3,000 3, times a day. Mm. I feel like you have a problem, and that is why you keep touching I'm that damn mic. I'm right now. I don't know what's up with it. Uh, I don't even know where you're itchy. So um, <laughs> I, uh, here's the questions I want answered from you. Um, obviously, everyone kind of got shitty picks. Mm-hmm. Um, how are we going to get out of that, if at all? And two... Um, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, is it going to come out that they cheated on the lottery draft and now, um, with the draft being effed up, does it really matter? Um, it's definitely going to come out that they were lying. That's my prediction. It's not going to matter because they all got crappy picks and I think Andre's going to win. Okay. That's the David Cross character, correct? Uh, you mean Paul Shear and yes. Yes. And uh, I only said David Cross character because that's what they reference him as. Do they? Yeah, they re- in the show they reference him. As, Who's that David Cross guy? Uh, I didn't pick that up. So I thought it was very funny for those that of you who know funny. David Cross. Um, but yeah, all right. Uh, anything apart from uh, what I just prompted you to predict? Um, I think we're going to see a greater level of success in the hypnotizing um, training. All right. Your predictions? My prediction is, um, yeah, I, I, I think it'll come out too that the fact that they lied, mm. and um, it'll. I'm really curious to see where it goes now that they've all got shitty picks. Yeah. You know, how do you keep that interesting? That's true. Also, how like is the show gonna follow this? Like, are they as they write it following this the season? League? Yeah. Um, I think. To a degree, they might. Um, or does it? Or does it not really play a role? You know. It, it, I'm sure it does. I mean, like tonight's episode, where um, you know they might have not had a leak, so they obviously kind of spoke to it. Mm-hmm. But who knows? True, true, true. So anyway, guys, that's all the time we have here tonight. Uh, or at least that's all the time the we're gonna give you. Yeah, that's all tonight. the time. We have plenty of time, but we're just like make them want more, right? You know. Yeah. That's that's the best way to do it. Um. So, on behalf of. Phil Svitek. That's Phil Svitek right there. And myself, John Barrett. And the John Lovitz Comedy Club.com, where you can buy your tickets for the event this Sunday. Buy them. Buy them now, because they're going to sell out, because this is going to be a baller ass show. That's right. And uh, nonetheless, uh, yeah. So we're signing off. But next week, we'll be back talking about the league. You don't have a witty, like, outro? You always have a witty outro. Yeah, I say the same thing every time. Catch us on the same bat time, same bat channel. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. I feel like uh, these guys have a fantasy football league and we have a fantasy podcast. Hell yeah. There you go. That's a better outro for next time. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.